drums are sick. It's cool. Yeah, I like yeah. that little. Yep. It's like it sounds like a tambourine, but it's less aggressive. Yeah. That's a huge sound. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know much about this groove, and it's like I do think like there's some sort of simpatico thing that comes with being in a duo. Yeah. That's really cool. No guitar. That's bass, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's that little tambourine. Yeah, I really like it. It's like fun to hear a tambourine that sounds like an instrument instead of a tambourine. Right. It's like a shaker with only two pieces of rice in it. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, is there a name for like when a guitar goes? I don't think there's like a technique name. Yeah, but it is a clear technique a that thing. people use. Yeah, definitely. Ooh. Yeah, the drums are sick. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of like the band Chevelle if they were like a little bit better. <laughs> I, can, I always had a trouble with the band Chevelle. Yeah, yeah. Because it, like, it reminds me of the car. Yeah, I think that's what they mean. <laughs> I think it's so lame. This drummer is amazing. Yeah, Such confidence. Here's the fucking Beethoven section. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh my god. <laughs> Bill and Ted would be proud. Right. <laughs> Today we're gonna talk. Oh shit, I forgot to do the intro. But you, you killed it on the last episode. Did I say it? You were just like, hey man, today we're talking oh, yeah. about... Oh <laughs> let's do it, let's do it. Today we're talking about a super cool piece of music called Out of the Black by a band called Royal Blood. <laughs> Everything I just said makes me feel like 30 times cooler, too. Like, there's some the cool... It's just like the epicness of heavy music yeah. is just really fun. And yeah. it's funny because like I'm just getting off a tangent from the beginning, but I feel like in pop culture, there is room for like this epic shit because Definitely. people love the game of thrones like yeah and it's like it, i mean this isn't a little different but it you know it sounds like something like the mountain would say right right no, exactly. <laughs> i'm the royal blood right. <laughs> um this track was released on november 22nd 2013 and despite the fact that it's fucking heavy yeah the song was kind of a commercial success yeah. selling over two hundred thousand units in the uk alone yeah they're british right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. welsh Welsh. You That's got this fucking big, sick. Big difference. Yes. I think. I don't really know. It's part of the United Wales, Kingdom. I think Wales is definitely part of the United but not, Kingdom. But not part of Britain. This, there's something weird. It's not part of England. I know that. Right, right, right. Maybe right. is Britain all of them? I don't know. Uh, I have British friends. They're going to fucking kick my ass for I this know. one. <laughs> Fuck no, man. Um, the songs appeared on numerous TV shows, video games, and sporting events. It's really popular. At, wow. It, it was like a big WWF, WWE theme. Fuck, I always say yeah, WWF. Yeah, WWF com- is the classic. They're coming for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Classic, man. <laughs> Attitude era. Right. <laughs> um, it, the song was written by Mike Kerr and Ben Thatcher. Nice. It was produced alongside Tom Doggerty. And was recorded in Rockfield Studios in Monmouth, Wales. That's I, which, like, I have been to Wales for, like, a, a hot second. I just kind of picture the studio being a castle. Yeah, I don't know yeah, about you. In my head, yeah, I was like, this is like some <laughs> metalocalypse. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We're going to make a record in a submarine. So the first, so fir- yeah, exactly. That's the only way to get the purest tone, <laughs> right. right? Like, falling through the sky right, or right. underwater. <laughs> um, 
something that's really cool about this band, and I noticed it when I was listening, I was like, oh, this is like kind of a weird arrangement to a group to or to a song. I was like, it seems like they're giving the drummer a lot of space to be lyrical as a drummer, which Definitely. is kind of a weird word. And I want to try to think of how to explain that, but it's almost like, okay, like the drummer's playing a beat here, but in this, in out of the black, but he's also kind of like creating the part. Yes. Which yes. like to me, I always call lyrical drumming. I don't know where no, I picked that up. Absolutely I, right. Yeah. And I had like an epiphany when you said that, cause I never thought, I knew that that's what the drummer was doing, but I couldn't put a word to it. But lyrical drumming is absolutely it. Like the drums have a voice, yeah. have a part. Like th- there's reasons why they give spots of the song that you would normally hear like a guitar fill exactly, or a bass exactly. fill. Exactly. And the drum is just cracking away. And I think that's really cool. I think like we've sort of lost that element to like drums yeah. within the last like I don't know 40 years or well, something. A lot of drums aren't played by people anymore. You see? You see? He's not a machine. He's a man. Yeah, that's pro- that could be why. You know? Yeah, cuz it's just like even it's just like hitting that snare drum in kind of a weird place and yeah. like it's like that can really add this cool percussive element that's like less of about the beat and more about the sound. Right. And it was just really cool to hear it. And then of course when I looked it up I realized why. I was because it's a duo. It is the a group's duo. a duo. It's a bassist and a drummer, which yes. fucking strong duo. You know what I mean? It's fucking sick. Yeah, like the yeah. sounds they get. Obviously, there's some guitar in the song. Like yeah, when they go it to sounds the high like part. there's some guitar mixed in. But like, it really is a lot of bass and yeah. a lot of drums. I think like people, like I don't know how to say this without just sounding like an old pissed off guy, but people are so fucking closed minded all the time. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how many non traditional groups would sound better than traditional groups for songs we know and like it like it's just like people have no fucking spine to like put out a record that's just like bass and drums right which you know props to royal blood because they did and they did it really well and it was successful but it's like i wonder how many you just don't see like really interesting arrangements of sound in groups yeah and i don't know how much of it is based off of fear yeah of you know, you know how like the music industry can be. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. kind of just get one shot, and a lot of that could just be. It's like the loudness wars. Mm-hmm. If my thing isn't as loud, there's this fear that. Yeah. Will, you know, I, so how much of that plays into it? I don't know. Yeah, but it's like we all have to like make as like artists and like people in, within a community. Like we all have to make like a conscious effort to to do right. It's like I'm into that. It's yeah. like sure, like Royal Blood, like they're not gonna inspire like fifty percent of bands to like no, fire right. their fucking right. guitar player. <laughs> But, but they might do one, right, and, if, right. and if like everyone else, it's just like, so it just sounds like I'm coming after guitar players. I'm not. I just like think like, I remember at one time I saw Les Claypool play a concert, and his band was bass, marimba, and saxophone. Right. And it was really cool. Yeah. And like, it would have been a lot lamer if it was bass, drums, and guitar. Right. Which is like the right. go-to. Um, the first thing I was going to ask you about this track, and just like in general, is like, how do you approach mixing an, a group that has like non-traditional musical structure? I think you have to identify what uniqueness each instrument is bringing. Yeah. So like, cause like when you're playing in a duo like this, where it's drum and bass, they're not doing what typical drum and bass things do. No, definitely not. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like when you were saying like drum, bass, guitar, those instruments kind of stereotypically or anecdotally follow the, the similar yeah, things yeah. they've always done in the past. Where in this instance, the bass is almost taking up full spectrum. Yeah. And that's unusual for like the bass to be like the star, the main sound. Yeah. And how to make that work with drums 
which is like an also big impactful thing is the challenge with this group. But they nail it, I think, by making the drums really mid-range poppy. Oh, nice. And this then, is a really good point. Yeah, like really mid-range pop. Not not pop as in music, but yeah, pop yeah. as in like, you know, snappy. Yeah. And then the bass making it very scoopy, like a lot of low end and a lot of top end. Yeah, yeah, which to me is like just sort of like how heavier music sounds nowadays even though it wasn't always like that like i know it wasn't like the all the shit that i was like coming up with and really into like maiden and priest and all that stuff yeah. pretty mid-range yeah. all mid-range i'll tell you where it had where it changed is when metalcore that we grew up with oh the, like think kill switch and stuff yeah because yeah. that was still kind of mid-rangey mm-hmm. When th- those bands started going into seven and eight string guitars. Oh, okay. And that just like made everybody. Made everyone yeah. go scooped because you can't make a mid range. A, a, a eight string, seven string guitar sound. It's, if it sounds mid range, it sounds stupid. It just doesn't yeah. sound good. Damn. I wonder who the first person was to play like a seven string guitar for like metal. I mean, honestly, the, those dudes in Corn probably, probably they were, were they the were 90s, like the they famous were like the big ones. ones. Yeah. They were, but they were playing. And but <laughs> the thing about Corn, I love Corn. They're yeah. so weird, man. Yeah, like yeah. they freaked me out. But I liked their songs. Yeah. But they also had a very unique approach to how to play the guitar. It wasn't mm. very typical metal guitar. Yeah, yeah. That we think about. And I don't the, know we could go off on Corn because they they're so interesting. Yeah, because I was gonna say you brought up the guitars, and I was like, yeah, they do have weird guitars. Like I don't even notice that. The thing about Corn that I notice is it sounds like the bros' fucking bass string is like about to dude, fall off. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, dude. I don't know how they get that sound. It's so cool. It's yeah, so cool. I don't know how they get that sound. Yeah, it's like really on this podcast, like really big, big, uh, big shout outs to like people making weird sounds. Yeah, I just think it's really cool. Um, I was gonna say like this Royal Blood group. I listened to the rest of this record, also called Royal Blood. Great album cover. Yeah, it's sick. Um, oh, it's, it's dude, really yeah. cool. Yeah. It like it reminds me of a group from I believe the 90s, but I'm not totally sure. A group called Morphine, which mm-hmm. is bass guitar, vocals, drums, and baritone sax. <laughs> and it's kind of like dark and heavy. Yeah. And it just reminds me of this. And it's just like, yeah, sometimes like just Going with like a different sonic palette can really make you say something different Absolutely. as a group. Absolutely. The next thing I wanted to talk about and it, it, with you is like, what's the audience for this? Like, what do you think? Because heavy music is interesting. It seems really popular and it seems like it has been popular for a long time. And yet I like every, all I hear is people being like, I hate that screaming shit. Right. Or like, I hate, like, I like all types of music besides country rap and screaming yes and it's right. like well that's like a lot of them but okay you don't really like a lot of music yeah, exactly. you just, <laughs> you. but but like what do you think when you're making a record when you're making like a, a heavy heavy record like you're trying to say something really deep usually yeah people they aren't like heavy pop records right but, but wh- this wh- one kind of is it kind of is you yeah think so? <laughs> yeah well this song at least yeah, is yeah. Like kind of like a heavy pop record it's this song is accessible to a wider audience. Yeah. I actually did, found out about this from the damn kids at School of Rock. Oh, really? They were These like, little yeah. kids that grew up in the suburbs like, oh, we just found this band. That's fucking Royal cool, Blood. yeah. Like, Where did you guys find this? <laughs> they actually put me onto it. I was nice. like, this shit's cool. Because they grew, they understand, they their scope is like pop world. Yeah, yeah. And but it, also rock influence. And they yeah. came across a rock This metal. did kind of fit in there. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It's such a cool song, man. Like really great vocals great bass playing obviously the drums are really cool like i would i would like make a challenge to everybody listening to this to try to find like an example of like a lyrical drummer yeah if you can think of one um i mean there are tons out there 
like the dude um oh fucking hell it's gonna kill me gene krupa from a uh, benny goodman's band <laughs> sing 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 but who's the other guy that yells at people the jazz legend um not bernard purdy no 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 he's the chill one he's yeah. the purdy shuffle the guy who just yells at people what is it is it buddy rich Maybe the Buddy Rich tapes. Oh, we gotta watch it. He just like yells at people, like, "Don't fucking come in on the die. <laughs> come in. You just don't know shit. Y'all motherfuckers fucking... ain't got nothing." Dude, that that would be. So, I wish I could just fucking witness that. Shit. Uh, I wonder, like, if the vibe when Royal Blood was making this track was aggressive and cool in a castle, or if they were just like chilling out. I know we talked about this before. Metal dudes are so goofy. Yeah, it's not generally. The, yeah, it's not like the stereotype that comes with yeah. the. The music and the images aren't the personalities. What what would you what would be like the coolest duo arrangement of instruments you can think of? Because bass and drums are so are good. a pretty good one. Because because yeah. like the drums obviously give you this cool rhythmic foundation, and like the bass can do it all. Yeah, I mean, if if I had to like put my money mm-hmm. on who's gonna make the fucking sickest record, yeah, I'm going bass and drums. Yeah, yeah, because the bass and as and even in your own music have like explored like the bass is really a full range yeah you can really do a lot with it um that you just can't do with like the fucking flute sorry (laughs) flute players out there yeah although like a a flautist and um bagpipe record could be cool yeah that could be really eerie dude a bagpipe in 808 Dude, a, a, oh, wow. a chanting monk in an 808. <laughs> One of those like aboriginal yes. pipes. <laughs> uh, this, this is Royal Blood out of the black. This song's fucking heavy, but it's cool. It's got a groove to it. Like put it on, bob your head, feel like you're in a castle yeah. sending people to war, but not going yourself. Right. <laughs> <laughs>